is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Bowler momentarily. But uh, we have some breaking news, Gordon. Uh, the college football playoff rankings are slowly coming out here, but we know where BYU is. They are at 13. They're up one spot. They leaped Northwestern after Northwestern lost over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that's about what I thought. I mean, isn't that about where you thought they'd be? Oh, uh, yeah, I thought if they moved up, they'd only move up one. Yeah. Uh, they've got Oklahoma State uh, behind Northwestern at, uh, at number 15. Uh, Wisconsin at 16, North Carolina at 17. Um, they're coming out with the top 10. And l- let's get Bowler's thoughts on this. Uh, of course, Craig Bowler Jack making his Tuesday appearance on the big show. Hi, Bowler. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? We were just talking about the college football playoff rankings that are coming out. And, Bowler, I watched that Northwestern game against Michigan State, and they did not look good at all. I mean, uh, no. Um, and you know what? I'm hearing. Uh, BYU went up one notch. Yes, Is that 13. What you yep. Confirm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They jumped Northwestern, who's now at 14. Yeah. Well, it's progress. I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it, but like it was last week, we're just like, wow, you know. And, and Cougar fans, uh, I know, are uh, not happy uh, with the way things are turning out. But it, you know, sadly, I guess it is, you know, what it is, and. Um, I I don't know what would change this. I mean, I guess what I read, who, someone forwarded me something, a quote from someone, uh, ESPN, or one of the analysts, I think it was Brando, uh, you know, who uh, was kind of snippy about it. He thought it was interesting, the, the, uh, the impact and the, the conversation of Cougar fans versus Utah fans and how they kind of traded punches, you know, with each other, which is nothing new, right? But it all—it's also about, you know—is it the lack of respect, um, you know, of the of the non-conference, you know, that BYU does not uh, have affiliation with? So, you know, again, it goes back to the, all those conversations that have been going on now for years. And, you know, I got a couple of tweets that <laughs> indicate it shouldn't matter. But, you know, I I, I I can't read the mind of of those who you know make this decision. But it's. Um, I would like to see BYU, um, you know, give themselves a a bull day opponent, and then you get a chance to really lay all this argument to rest, right? Uh, it may not. What, Bowler, this is this is what Jake and I have been talking about ever since the first rankings came out, and BYU's schedule is <laughs> extremely light. We get yes. that, but the 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 eye test that's the part that when you watch them play. You can see that there's talent there, oh, and absolutely. and but but this but this committee seems to, and I think they should be penalized a little bit for for their schedule. But but this committee seems to be, uh, as Jake has pointed out many times, have motives that uh, that don't exactly coincide with complete fairness. You know what, and, and Gordo and Jake, let's, can we take that around a minute? Because what would be uh, the negative? to BYU besides the lighter kind of ended schedule because I, the eye test, Gordo, as you mentioned, 
is as good as it gets. And I, I you know, just I, I, I just walked into my office, and today I was actually looking at BYU stats, and Zach Wilson's numbers just jump. You know, with 26 touchdowns, two picks, and you know, nearly 2,800 yards of passing, and a 74% completion rate. So. You know, you go down, you see, a, a, you know, nearly 1,900 yards of rushing uh, for a team and the way they've been able to, you know, manhandle um, the schedule. But is that really the only issue is the schedule or is it something else? I think that's, well, that and the fact that certain powers want to keep certain teams, I think, away from the, from the uh, from the vault. The schedule is the excuse they'll use to carry okay. out their agenda, which is so, not to share with more people than they have to share with. So we're yeah. coming down to this conversation again that the Power Five, they have the ability to manipulate and understand that within the group of this club that the money stay within the circle, correct? Right, exactly. It's like the, the Knights sitting at the round table, is that kind of a, an analogy and 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 so they're all there for each other and if an outsider just cannot be allowed in um i think that's a really a, a a very interesting way of putting it but i think it's there's a lot of truth to it it's the it's problem hard to bring an outsider in guys you know unless you prove that you can knock off the likes in those early weeks of the non-conference usually which Again, BYU wasn't able to do that this year, right, because of the scheduling issues in COVID. They put together the best schedule they could. Um, and here you are with a team that's dominated and also with some very impressive talent on the field, both on both sides of the ball, mind you. And it's still not good enough to get, uh, I guess, uh, the, 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 the recognition that has to be made to, be on, uh, to play on New Year's Day. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I understand that uh, the schedule is an issue. You can't just ignore it. But uh, there's also the eye test, and they look pretty good with some pretty good talent. This is one of the things that I've always thought about college football, Bowler. And I know you love college football. You played it, and uh, it's it's really a lot of fun to follow. But their postseason sucks, and it makes you appreciate – the NBA playoffs, yeah. uh, the NFL playoffs, uh, the, the 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 organizations that that do it in a way where you can prove it on the field, and that makes it a whole lot more satisfying. Gordo, I love your point because what the NBA is doing, and I think they have to do, is to continue to embrace the fan base to give them an opportunity to stay engaged right in the postseason. And the playing games are brilliant in my book. I mean, it gives you know nine and ten a chance to still have hope. And you never know when one day uh, someone is going to work their way up right into a potential Western Conference, you know, final. I know that sounds crazy, but look, that's why it's done, and that's why a two can get knocked off by, you know, uh, a 13. I mean, it, it just happens, guys. It will happen. And college football seems just to be too archaic in, this, in these times where – television and the revenue yes is incredibly high but you've got to think outside the box you know um and ever since 84 let's be honest i think that was the time when byu of course were national champions but it was almost and gordo correct me if i'm wrong and jake but it's almost that was the starting point where 
college football powers couldn't or didn't want that to happen again. So everything kind of went into motion. Uh, even though Utah ran the table, it was still more, you know, ah, okay, we get it. You know, it's, it's, it's going to work out sometimes like this. But it just seems like the powers to be now. Um, it, it, a team like BYU, uh, the Boise States of the world, uh, those are guys who are like, hey, it's fun to watch this team kind of make some noise. But when it comes down to the, the moment uh, where you've got to make a decision, you're not really allowed through the door. And um, I think it's time to open the door. Uh, Bowler with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Switching gears a little bit, uh, Bowler, to uh, basketball. Jazz camp begins. Give us a a storyline or two you're going to have your eye on this camp. Well, the first one is blending phase back in and looking to see what his uh, rotation minutes will be and also the pick and roll, uh, rebounding. Is he going to take, you know, three-point shots? Is he going to be effective from 15 feet, which I think is more or less where his game's at. Uh, but that's kind of the interesting part for me. There's, you know, I listened in to um, uh, Dennis and Justin yesterday, and, you know, they had nothing but praise and the fact that, you know, the reasons why some of these decisions were made is because, again, Dennis is all about knowing the individual, the body, the tendencies, uh, and, and very much in the statistic mindset of the productions that that uh, Derek Favors can give you on a given night. So um, we know what Clarkson can do. Uh, we know what Donovan can do. The other part of this equation would be Bogey's return. And as Donovan said himself earlier this week, is to make sure that even though they played well in the bubble, they do remember they blew a 3-1 lead against Denver, okay? How would that have changed if with Bogdanovich, <laughs> a healthy Bogdanovich playing? Uh, in the bubble. So I think that's the other part of this too, is to work him back in and make sure they don't, (laughs) they realize bogey's right there and how they want to continue to to operate their offense. So defensively, Dennis felt they maybe gotten a little better. Um, I'm anxious to see what the defensive numbers will be even through the first three preseason games. That's hard to do, right? Because they play, a multitude of players. They've got 18 on the roster, so you're going to get some younger players. But I'm not sure how much time you can afford to give in preseason knowing, you know, just the the rarity of this season again. Uh, you know, you got three preseason games. How much work do you give the starters, and how, mu- how much do you really want to look at some of the guys that you brought in to help fill out the roster? So, you know, there's going to be storylines every day, but Faves and Bogey intrigues me, and I think also how many players Quinn – will use to bring the ball into front court and handle, as we say, the rock. And Donovan even mentioned that there are three or four guys he trusts uh, that he knows can handle the basketball at any certain you know given time. But I think if you really break that down, how much does Donovan need the ball in his hands? And to me, that will be intriguing as well in these early uh, couple of uh, preseason games. Waller, do you think that uh, the Rudy Gobert deal will get done before the start of the season? Well, you know, if it doesn't, it opens up a lot of a discussion and probably in Rudy's mind, uh, and as emotional as he is in his own way, um, you have to weigh, uh, you know, Dennis made it clear he wants Rudy to, I'm not misspeaking or misquoting, you know, to finish his career here. So what's the middle ground? Um, that's between agent 
and the Jazz. And I'm sure there's a few people involved in that discussion. Ryan Smith, the new owner, who, again, that should be finalized soon. Uh, and how much money is going to be spent on Rudy Gobert. Uh, look, this team is about defense, right? It's, it's, a, it's a rare team with a big. In fact, they've, they've brought in several bigs to, uh, to be a part of this team, or at least to take a look at, so to speak. So, I, you know, if it doesn't happen, that opens up a whole interesting discussion that I don't think the Jazz want that that conversation hangs over this franchise through the next six months. But it's a possibility. I don't think it will happen. I think they'll, you know, find ways to, you know, come to terms. But again, it's not my money, and those are big decisions. And also, Gordo and Jake, what it does too tells me, you know, a direction the Jazz are gonna, the path they may take. And um, I didn't think it'd be simple. I really didn't. But here we are, and uh, we'll see how if they can work out something that appeases both sides. And also keeps Rudy engaged. I mean, he, I think he wants to understand that who he is. He's a pride, prideful guy, as we all know. And those two, um, you know, Defensive Player of the Year honors, you know, they haven't gone unrecognized. And, and, and you know, being an All-NBA player as well and an All-Star for the first time. So he's got to wrap his head around this whole, you know, story issue, where he plays and ownership and what they can do for him. And I'm sure it's kind of been going around and around, and hopefully they'll find, like I said, uh, it's a middle ground to all this. Bowler, thank you very much for jumping on with us, as always, each and every Tuesday. We uh, we appreciate you very much. You guys, uh, I appreciate you more, and I uh, can't believe camp's underway. And if we have our way and we say and the NBA stays healthy, I guess uh, we play um, a little preseason basketball in 12 days' time, which is, to me, just – I can't believe it, to be honest, but it's, it is real. It's not. We're living, I think we're not, we're not in a computer, right? Make sure we're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're living a real life here. So, yeah, 12 days away, we'll get a good look at the Jazz taking on the Suns, uh, not once but twice at home, and then a road game against the Clippers. But uh, I'm excited to see where this team is and uh, how, how in shape they are and how together they truly are. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Thank you, Bowler. All right, guys, see you soon. The great Craig Bowlerjack with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.